You're, You're listening, listening to, to Death, Death Metal, Metal Disco. Disco. Welcome back to the Death Metal Disco podcast. I'm James. I told you in the last episode that I would have another episode readily available um, the following week. And here I am recording just that very thing. Um, For once, I'm actually doing it as I said I would. So you're welcome, world. Just kidding. I've actually been kind of procrastinating doing this episode. Um... Just for the couple of days since it's been since I recorded the other episode, uh, even though I was going to do it literally that same day originally. And with any luck, you're not getting too much background noise right now. My air conditioner just kicked on. Yeah, I get it's October, but my air conditioning set at 70 degrees right now, and it is uh, just after midnight now on October 11th in the year of our Lord 2022. By the way, October 11th is my sister's birthday, so... Even though she doesn't listen to this podcast. Happy birthday, Melissa. Even though she says that I call her Missy. I really don't. But it's her birthday. Um, It would be rude if I called her right now and she probably has her phone turned off or silent or whatever. So in the event of an emergency late at night, she's not a reliable source for me to call, I would imagine. So I guess that's what I'll be doing in the morning. Um, But it is her birthday. So happy birthday, Melissa. And she is, I won't say how old she is. She's three and a half years younger than I am, though. And if you know how old I am, you can do math. And if you don't know how old I am, you could probably find me on the internet. Um, Just Google awesome guys with podcasts that don't get enough attention. And you might see my picture with my statistics. Maybe. I don't know. I doubt it. I don't think that's how the internet works. Anywho, um, yeah, so if you listened to the last episode or if you looked at it on uh, Spotify or whatever your uh, podcasting platform is, even if you just listen to it straight from Anchor, which I think you can still do, um, the description says that I hope you enjoyed it because it was about movies, uh, some horror movies I recently saw, uh, and not even necessarily all horror movies, but uh, movies that I recently saw within the last few months that stuck out to me. I totally forgot that I also saw Nope which I loved and I'll talk about at some other point. Um, But to enjoy it because this episode is going to be more therapeutic in nature, which might be a little bit why I am, or why I was, I guess, not super enthusiastic about recording it, but it is something I think that I want to talk about. Um, when I edit it, it's going to be kind of a bitch because I'm going to have to go back and make sure I don't mention any names, uh, because I don't, I don't feel, I don't want people to feel called out. If they hear it, they'll know, they'll know it's about them and that's fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Sorry guys. I love you, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I just, I've mentioned it before you guys that do listen to me. Uh, sometimes, you know, this is just like my, my journal, an audio journal, um, not a vlog per se, an audio blog, I guess it's me just talking most of the time. Um, some of it's been very therapeutic. Like 
the active shooter stuff I talked about last year after the King Super shooting. You know, I, I had quite a bit to say about that one longer than I wanted to or even just a couple months ago. The abortion law changes and just the state of affairs and shit. <sighs> yeah, so, you know, if you're not into listening to that, then don't listen. So the subject of this episode, this is the fifth episode of season two, which I started earlier this year. And that's all I've gotten because lazy piece of shit up in this house admittedly i've had a pretty brutal headache all fucking day um i've taken a lot of naps and didn't eat anything until i don't know three or four o'clock uh, but i feel much better now and hopefully hopefully i haven't had much in the way of caffeine um which may or may not have been a contributing factor to the headache but hopefully i'm able to sleep tonight uh but that's going to be a couple hours going to take a while to record this and then i'll have to edit it and get it all ready for upload i may do that in the morning though because you know I like sleeping. If you don't like sleeping, we have we can't be friends. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, so just a heads up, I am cutting this in. It is now the morning of October 11th. Um, I don't know if I said any of that date. I guess I did because I'm probably putting this after I wished my sister a happy birthday. Um, the first half of this originally was dedicated to divorce. And specifically some friends of mine who are getting divorced and just some shit about that. After having slept on that before coming back to uh, edit this and get it all ready, um, I'm cutting that part out for the most part. Uh, the, ne the next part is all about uh, mental health and uh, suicidal thoughts and this, that, and the other. And I do reference um, divorce as a trigger. So if you're listening to that part and you're wondering why the fuck he's talking about divorce from the earlier part of the episode, it is because I did originally have this whole thing about divorce in this episode. But just a heads up, I don't have it in here anymore. Um, I might, I am going to save it and possibly use it for a different episode. I was kind of tired last night when I was, when I was going on. So you'll hear in the suicide or mental health, uh, topic when I start talking about that just how sleepy I think I sound I haven't listened to the episode yet I'm adding this portion um before I've done any lessening back or any editing and I've only really been awake for an hour I haven't eaten or had any caffeine so I'm gonna do that right after I record this and then I'm gonna come back and then uh do all the editing and stuff like that but uh just just know that before this it was a much longer episode and uh had a whole big discussion with myself because you know I don't have any guests um, about divorce. Super positive episode this turned out to be. Yay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's just your heads up for this. So here's a commercial. Booyah, bitches. So now that I just spent uh, quite a long time talking about the divorce of some close friends, I did just realize I didn't. Well, I didn't just realize I saw it a little while ago before I started recording that uh Today, the 10th, actually, before I started recording, so I guess yesterday now, the 10th was actually Mental Health Awareness Day. I didn't know that that had a singular day. Um, it probably deserves more than that, but um, anyway, it was Mental Health Awareness Day. I don't know. Well, what do we do for that? I don't know if there's parades or everybody just gets free handouts of hugs or whatever the fuck it is, but... That was just something I noticed, so I thought it was kind of weird that this next stuff I'm going to talk about is what it is, which is mental health, and kind of as it relates to 
the aforementioned divorce, but not really, uh, sort of, you know, it ties in hand in hand, but more about how you handle people in your circle who are struggling with, uh, severe depression. Um, I, I know I personally have lost a few friends and acquaintances to, uh, various forms of suicide and, you know, that's always never good. And always never is a weird way of saying that. It's never good. Like, I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about suicide. And when it is quote unquote okay to to commit suicide. And trigger warning if you are, if you are uh, somebody having these thoughts, you know, definitely talk to a professional. Talk, seek help. Um, yeah. Anyway, so the tenth was Mental Health Awareness Day. I didn't, I didn't know that prior to actually uh, putting this episode together because I have a little outline thing. But um, mental health things that will trigger things like depression and suicidal thoughts, and just maybe not even suicidal thoughts, just complete apathy toward oneself. Things like a divorce will do that. Um, I know on my own personal level. Uh, the most recent thing I had where I was in a massive, massive, massive depressive funk was uh, probably 2010, 2010-ish, 2011. Definitely 2010 leading into 2011. Um, it got real bad in 2011, but I just kind of powered through it. Um, when I was foreclosing on the condo that I bought in 2009. And it was my own, my own fuck up that led me there. And that was all part of the depression too, but that depression was more about um, just not wanting to be at home and uh, going out and blowing all my money. And then uh, when it came down to paying the mortgage, then I couldn't pay the mortgage anymore and then had back taxes. This whole shit storm fell on my lap all at once. Um, You know, the best laid plans and... I think I saw a quote on Facebook yesterday or the day before a friend who said something about man makes plans and God laughs. And I thought that was pretty funny. Somebody who's not like a God person. I thought, Oh, that's, I like that one. Um, I have no idea who said it, but, uh, but yeah, the mental health thing. So various things will trigger, trigger mental health issues. Uh, people, some people struggle with it on a chronic basis and a lot of people, I think the vast majority of people have had issues dealing with their mental health, whether it's something, you know, like a, a minor depression or bipolar disease or or bipolar disorder, not disease, I guess. Um, or if it's something, you know, completely, you know, like, I don't even know how to say it because whatever I say is probably going to piss somebody off and that's not what I want at all. But you know, mental health in and of itself, the thing I'm talking about is going to be related to depression suicidal thoughts, that type of thing. So for, for me, um, I'm a big proponent now of finding creative outlets and people to talk to, to help you work things out as you need to. Um, some people are more about doing that on a regular basis to begin with. And teach their own. Some people don't want to do any of that. Some people don't like the idea of finding out uh, just how 
badly messed up they may be. And I say messed up not in a way that's like, oh, you're fucking crazy. No, it's not like that. It's everybody's got stuff. Everybody. If you don't, you're you're a fucking unicorn. Um, there's everybody's got some sort of baggage, some sort of trauma that has happened in your life, and may or may not have impacted how you think and act today. Whether it's relationships, friendships, how you eat, how you react to stressful situations, any of that stuff. Everybody's got something, and. You know, I've been I've been through a lot in my life, especially as a kid and growing up. And my my life was not easy, um, but I, I can relate very heavily with wanting of the feeling of anguish to end, whether it was not wanting to face just how shitty things have gotten, which for me was my issue back in 2010, 2011, because I let myself get so badly uh, fucked up financially. And I wasn't sure what I was going to do about that or what I'd be able to do about that. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I had I had truly thought about ending it all just to get away from that situation. Uh, was that a mature thing to do? No. Um, thinking about it, I think, was the normal thing to do. But And I never had a plan or anything like that. Well, that's not entirely true. I did have some, some shit worked out on a pretty big if I decided to go that route. But, um, you know, I didn't talk to anybody about that situation and not even about the, the whole wanting it to end situation. I didn't talk to anybody about what was actually going on in my life. Like people didn't know I was losing my house until I drunkenly was out with some friends, ended up talking to one of my supervisors because she had just lost her place. And we were sort of talking about that. And then naturally, just because it's the fucking grapevine, that got around. And at that point, people were asking me questions, but it was too late for me to really do anything. I was going to lose my shit. I was going to lose my house. There was nothing I could do about it. So for me, because I didn't talk to anybody about it, um, you know, I, I, I said I had creative outlets. Like, you know, being the vocalist for a death metal band, you know, they say working out relieves stress and doing the screaming thing, the screaming, growling thing. For me, that's a that's a decent workout. I mean, yesterday we had rehearsal and I got home and I just wanted to sleep. I was wiped the fuck out. It can be very, 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 very therapeutic. Um, probably seen videos of people, usually the hipsters and hippie communities where they do like scream therapy where they just go... And they scream. They release this energy from their body to, you know, help relieve stress. Um, doing it for a band, in my opinion, is at least the way I do my vocals, is therapeutic for me. Maybe the songs I'm singing about have nothing to do with anything like that, but it's just a release. Um, you know, if I went and if I was a runner, maybe that that would help me. If I, uh, you know, if I was a like a mixed martial artist or if I did uh, judo or jujitsu or any of that shit, maybe I would do that. Or even if I just go to the gym and work out, I'm sure that would help. But more more recently, when I'm, when I'm thinking about mental health is not necessarily my own. Um, I'm in a pretty good place most of the time these days. Like I get stressed out. Everybody gets stressed out the last couple of years, especially 2020 was a fucking shit show. Um, in 2020, I was 
you know, my back issues, I probably mentioned on one of the episodes before I thought I was going to be dead. Um, and I was, uh, I was preparing for that. I was mentally prepared for that. I just wanted to make sure that everything was in the place it needed to be so that when it happened that, you know, nobody was getting fucked over. So it ended up not being fucked over. And then the rest of 2020 happened and that was a complete fucking disaster for everybody except for Jeffrey Bezos. But that's a whole different topic. My topics now, my discussion about mental health now is more about how do you handle it when your friends or people in your circle come to you or you're made aware of their struggles. So they're struggling with their own mental health. Um, They're going through something like a divorce or they're losing their house or whatever. And you find out about it. Either they tell you or, you know, their spouse tells you. You're like, hey, you know, you're close to so-and-so. Can you check on them? Make sure they're doing okay. I'm not trained to do any of that stuff. I'm not trained to try and talk somebody down a ledge really all that well. We had a little bit of training when I was a dispatcher, a 911 operator. Um, You know, I'd take calls semi-regularly from suicidal people. And you go through the whole spiel about you got friends and family. You know, they, they care about you. And sometimes those people did have friends and family that care about them. Sometimes these people straight up told you they have nobody. And at that, I mean, at some point you probably run out of stuff to talk about and that's scary. Um, but you know, and that's over the phone and being a 911 operator, chances are really good. You don't know these people and you're never going to see them. And ultimately if something happens to them, you may or may not really be affected by that emotionally, mentally, any of that stuff. Uh, now, if you drop the ball and be like, yeah, fucking do it, then that's a whole different thing, obviously. But for the most part, you're you're detached. You got to use your empathy. Um, you know, you don't want to put yourselves directly in their shoes, but you need to be able to understand the sadness that they're going through. And if you've had that sadness, um, that helps, at least in my opinion. It's a little different, though, when it's not only in person, but it's somebody you know, somebody you care about, somebody you love, and they're not even necessarily quote-unquote suicidal. They have maybe not intent to harm themselves, but they're just giving up. And if they were to randomly stroll out into a street, they would not look both ways. If they were to seafood that has been long expired, they might not care, um, that type of thing. So one of the things that, uh, that I've, that I've, I've seen a lot is, uh, checking to make sure that people are safe. Are you safe? Are you going to be safe tonight? Are you going to be safe tonight? How will you not be safe? These are yes or no questions. Like, what does it mean if you're not going to be safe? Are you going to fucking hurt yourself or are you just going to be a little bit lazier? Like what to asking somebody if they're going to be safe when, when it's my unprofessional ass? No. Like what are you going to do? You're going to fucking hurt yourself. You tell me you're going to hurt yourself. I'm going to come over and I'll hurt you for you. That's, that's my opinion when it comes to my friendships with people, like, especially when, you know, if it's something where they have people who need them and rely on them, like family, obviously, You know, if it's somebody who doesn't have anyone or anything and life truly is fully empty for them, then that's a whole different ball of wax for me. Um, Probably won't get into much of that, but because I, yeah, 
Um, like I said, I have some pretty mixed feelings on the whole, is it okay to end your own life type of thing? And circumstances are uh, very important in that. And not just the reasoning for it, but like who else will be affected by it is the key. And for the most part, when you're trying to talk to people and remind them why, you know, why they don't really want to do that, um, you try and bring up all these other people. Oh, you have your kids, your kids love you. You have your, you know, sometimes you bring in the pets. You have your dogs, you have your cats. What, what, what will somebody have to tell your dogs and your cats about why you're not around anymore? And for people who are, you know, absolute pet lovers, you know, that might actually ring more true to them than asking them, what will the kids think? You know, what will your parents think? You're, you're not, most people could agree that parents aren't supposed to outlive their children. Um, it's, yeah, I think it's like nature that parents aren't supposed to outlive their children. Like, usually that doesn't apply to suicide, but, you know, you don't, no one wants to see their children have to be buried. It's usually the other way around. No one wants to see their family die, to be honest, but this conversation's taking a weird turn, especially since it's just with myself. But, um, the th yeah, the thing, the thing that's always weirded me out is, are you going to be safe? Yes or no? Well, I don't know. Do you have a plan to not be safe? So I don't, I don't like asking if you're going to be safe. Are you going to fucking hurt yourself? That's, that's what I want to know. You tell me that you're going to hurt yourself. That's going to change everything else I do. If you tell me that you don't know or you won't hurt yourself, I will probably take your word for it. Even if you have the means with which to hurt yourself, um, whether it be pills seem to be a pretty common thing because I think we're over prescribing a lot of things these days. Um, not only medically, but psychologically things for depression and you watch a, a commercial for depression half the time. One of the first side effects they list is suicidal thoughts. You switch, you switch antidepressants. You're fucking risking more problems with SSRI withdrawal and all this other shit. And that's crazy. And you know, I've, I've had issues with depression. I have, I haven't gotten clinically diagnosed with it and I haven't been prescribed a single thing. I just try to deal with that on my own terms because I don't think I need that extra layer, but you know, I don't judge anybody who does it. I think you need to do exactly what you need to do. And if, uh, getting prescriptions to help actually helps, then fucking a do it. However, you just run, run these extra risks, which is, I don't know, chances are good. The uh, pros outweigh the cons on those most of the time. So as you know, my question to you, if you're listening to this, still my rambling for the last, well, I'm at 50 something minutes now. If you're in the situation where you are the one that people are coming to and they're having these mental health crises, you know, how do you deal with that? How, how do you, how do you make it so you are concerned as their friend because chances are you are their friend. Otherwise they probably aren't coming directly to you. How do you also convey to them that you care about them. And how do you do it without being mean? Because that last part, that's where I get really, uh, that's where I struggle. So, um, I can only, I can only be nice for a little while. 
And, you know, at some point, you know, if you're, if you're preaching to me about how, how you just want it all to end and all this other stuff, I'm just not going to say anything else anymore. Like if you truly, truly believe that you're better off no longer around, I'm, I'm going to concede victory to you. And that's not what you want. I'll also become very, very cold. And that's not what you want either. Like I'm, I'm not the person that people should come to for these things, you know, on a extreme level. Like I will refer you to the suicide hotline, which I'll have in the description of this episode, just cause I think since we're talking about it, this could very well trigger people. Um, and I hope it doesn't, but I hope, I hope anybody who's ever had these thoughts if they've needed to call that hotline, actually fucking does it. And I know they just made a shorter version of it, like 311 or something, 888, something like that. I'd have to look it up, um, at least in America, North America. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's, I, I get really, and yeah, this is a little bit about me, and I apologize. Um, I get really fucking mad when my friends or anybody else that I hear about has friends coming to them or coming to me and they're, you know, very, very extremely woe is me and nothing you do or say makes it feel better, which sometimes, I mean, sometimes you just can't make it all feel better. That's, that's just the way it is, but you can't even get them to see that whatever they're thinking of doing is in fact hurtful to everybody else and not just them. But then there also comes into this, this whole layer of like something where let's say it's uh let's say it's a divorce that's triggered all this. And now one of the, one of the parties involved in the divorce, let's say they're having a complete fucking breakdown. Something kicked it off. Um, Maybe they were already fragile to begin with, and now they're full-blown, you know, fuck the world, it's all over. Everything I've ever done is for naught. Um, I just don't want to be on, around anymore. I get that. I understand that pain. I've been through pain like that. Not for divorce, but, you know, I've been through similar pain where I just wanted it to fucking end. Let's say uh, the divorce situation involves, you know, they got family, they got brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, uh, their parents still alive and they have their own kids. When you're potentially leaving a whole menagerie of family, people that actually do love you, whether, I mean, like if you can't see that, that's, that's a, that's another ball of wax, which is super, super unfortunate. Uh, but that happens all the time is people just can't get out of their own heads. They can't get out of their own way. How do you deal with that when somebody comes to you? Because, uh, this recently happened to me and I was mean. I was fucking mean. I told him I don't accept that. I told him absolutely not. Um, you know, I brought up the kids and the family and all this stuff, but I, I was mean about it. And that's, that's not what I want to do, but that's just how I had to have, like, I couldn't, I couldn't allow myself handle it any differently than I did. And, and I don't know if it worked. I don't know if it benefited 
anybody. I just, I just know that, you know, if, if I can voice my discontent with their decisions strongly enough, then at that point it's on them. Like it, I mean, it's always on them anyway. It's their decision. Um, I, it's just, I don't know. And this is where it's very, very rambly and I'm sorry about that, but I just don't know. And maybe this is something I could, maybe if I really wanted to figure it out, I could go get training on how to deal with this shit, but I just don't understand. Or maybe I just don't grasp how to handle that in a more, um, objective manner maybe is the term I'm looking for. Cause I was, I was not kind in my responses. Uh, I called this person selfish and I said, this is the most selfish bullshit I have ever heard. And, uh, that didn't seem to do anything, uh, one way or the other. This is all via text message, but, um, yeah, I just, I was not cool about it. I'm usually pretty cool and level headed and that shit actually infuriated me that particular day. So, I mean, things have calmed down since then, but <laughs> like, I actually felt genuinely bad and I had to talk to, uh, to my lady friend, um, my girlfriend and ask her, uh, if I was too harsh and she couldn't really give me an answer, but, but I know with her, that means, yeah, I probably was. And maybe I was, and that's, that's what it is. But <sighs> I don't know. And the last, last part for my discussion about this lovely, lovely uplifting topic is whether or not suicide as an option is a cop out. And like I said, I have very mixed feelings on this. And you look at people who have it all, quote unquote, have it all. You know, you see a lot of people like celebrities and stuff who end their own lives. Anthony Bourdain, Robin Williams, Chester Bennington, um, Chris Cornell. Like I remember I was in Memphis when, when I heard about Chris Cornell and I was doing some training there and even though I don't think really any of them listened to heavier music, every single one of them knew who Chris Cornell was because it was Memphis and that impacted all of us. The training class was just kind of weird that day. Um, and then, you know, what, a month later, Chester Bennington and these guys, highly, highly, highly successful dudes. They all had their own struggles. And then you look at people like Robin Williams and Robin Williams, probably one of the most well-known people on planet Earth for his ability to make people laugh and make people smile. And he was just a genuinely strong, funny person. And... He hanged himself for whatever reason. And I, I never heard if he like left a note or anything. Um, I don't know what the statistics are, but that's pretty uncommon. Um, and then you look at the average everyday Joes or Josephines even who do in their own lives. And, you know, there's not a lot of dissimilarities between all of these people. They all have demons that they're all fighting. Everybody does. Whether they admit it or not, everybody's got their own bullshit. Some people just don't know how to handle it or they get too deep in it that they feel they can't get out of it. And the only way is is to do that. Um, is that a cop-out? Tell me your thoughts. 
message me on Instagram or email or Twitter or whatever and let me know if you think suicide is a cop-out or if you don't, whatever your opinion is on it. Um, I'm not trying to trigger anybody. This is a very sensitive subject. I understand that. And I'm honestly surprised I'm keeping this going right now. But me personally, uh, I think I think it depends on your circumstances. Like you have, let's take, let's take like Dr. Kevorkian. You know, he, he did the assisted suicide stuff. Euthanasia is not a very popular thing. Um, I don't remember how many states it's actually legal in now. Some countries it's legal in, uh, some countries it's not, most countries it's not. Uh, but Kevorkian, in my opinion, you know, he was helping the terminally ill end life on their own terms. To me, that is not a cop-out. Um, that's a totally different situation. Like, sure, you're, you know, you're terminal, you have a terminal diagnosis of cancer or whatever, and maybe you've decided you've had enough pain, like physical, mental, emotional pain, and you just can't take it anymore. That, to me, acceptable. Because I know in my mind that if I ever got to that point where I was just completely being fucked up by cancer and I've been doing, you know, I did everything I could initially, that I'd probably, I'd probably opt to, you know, do whatever I could to make it so I'm not in a deathbed and, you know, if I could avoid that and just do my own thing for as long as I could until I couldn't anymore. There's a movie called Dream with the Fishes. I can't remember the one guy who's in it, but David Arquette's in it. And it's an independent drama film comedy thing that came out in like 98 or 99. And it's basically about that premise. And it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, I do recommend it. Dream with the fishes. Um, but it's, you know, that's one, one situation. Now you look at the more common situation where people are just having a bad part of life. Like, you know, you're down on your luck. Uh, maybe, maybe your marriage is ending. Maybe you're losing your home. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe it's all of these things happening all at once. Yeah. All of that fucking sucks. I get it, but you still have your kids. You still have your family members. You still have all these people who, you know, not only need you around, but want you around and, you know, are very, very less likely to understand why. And that's, that's the part where I'm like, ah, it's a fucking cop out. But again, everybody's circumstances are slightly different enough that, it's hard to say. So I don't think you can say, at least definitively, if suicide is a cop-out. There's a, some of you know, there's a band called Dissection. Um, I'll say from Norway or Sweden, Finland, can't remember exactly which one. Black metal band, some one of the best black metal bands that ever existed. Um, John, I don't know how you say his last name, Notveit, Nertveit, Nertveit, I don't know. Uh he was their main guy, singer, songwriter, guitar player, vocalist. He went to prison for murdering a guy. Um, he got out. I was excited when he got out. Dissection played. I don't know what kind of tour they did, but they did play a few shows. And then I think it was maybe within two or three years, I'd have to look it up. He actually killed himself, but he left a note 
and his note said he's accomplished all that he felt he could do in his earthly life. And I don't know if he had children or anything like that. I'm guessing he probably didn't. But I'm like, well, you know, that's almost commendable to me, which is fucking weird. I get it. But that was, uh, you know, he didn't say he was doing it for the, you know, in the sake of the music or for the Hail Satan or any of that shit. He just said he felt he had accomplished everything he could possibly accomplish in this earthly realm or some shit like that. And that was all she wrote. So maybe there was more to it. I don't know. I don't know. I I just remember reading about that or hearing about that after after it happened. And I was like, well, that's, I don't know, almost admirable. It's like, you know, samurai back in the day. Well, if they if they failed or if they lost in battle and they were faced with that soul-crushing shame of that loss and honor was such a big thing for the samurai, you know, they'd perform seppuku and they would gut themselves. And if, you know, it was that bad, maybe they had one of their soldier friends next to them behead them to minimize their suffering. So uh, seppuku, if you don't know, is where they stab themselves in the stomach ritualistically guide the knife up and over across the abdomen they spill out their bowels it is not a quick death um they probably go into a near immediate shock and then bleed out because of that so the beheading um if you've ever seen the last samurai they actually had that in there which i thought they did a good job with um that was a, a mercy a thing of mercy and you know i think being uh embarrassed or filled with shame depending on what type of shame or what the cause of your shame or embarrassment was eh, maybe not a, a terrible reason but I mean you have to be I, <laughs> I don't know it's this is a loaded conversation I'm interested to hear people's feedback and I have a feeling I'll hear some people's feedback I don't expect it to be good but it is what it is I guess so this has been an hour of me rambling at least, maybe even longer than that. Um, yeah, so <sighs> now that I've got that all off my chest and out of my head, tell me your thoughts. You can start with the divorce stuff if you want to. Have you have you had any f close friends kind of put you in the middle of their divorce? Um, I have different groups of friends that are you know all different circles of my life some of which are intertwined with each other, a lot of which are not. And, you know, some of them have been actually I'm trying to think of any of them have actively gone through divorces while I've known them, um, or at least both parties. And that's a no, except for this, this new one. So it's just a little awkward there, here and there. And then fucking social media being social media. So... This episode is very rambly. I'm very, very sleepy. My contacts are drying in my eyes as I talk. It's, uh, according to my software, Adobe Audition, not sponsored. It's uh, been an hour and 10 minutes now that I've been recording, which includes, you know, some breaks for beverage and whatnot. Um, I'm going to edit this in the morning. I am not staying awake to edit this tonight. I appreciate all of you for having listened to some, if not all of this whole thing, especially this last half, because, you know, who doesn't love some good uplifting suicide talk? So, yeah, 
Thanks for checking it out. I appreciate any and all support you can give to this here podcast. So if you feel like sharing with your friends, please do. Maybe don't share with them such a serious episode. Uh, you know, I have other episodes about movies and music and shit. So maybe one of those would probably be a better one to share. Um, or if you got friends that maybe are having a bad day and you want to know that you want to let them know that <laughs> there's assholes out here that they could talk to <laughs> and be treated badly and meanly about their situation. I guess I'm available to help, but, uh, maybe not. That's probably a bad idea. Don't do that. Um, yeah, yeah not looking to get any of that on my hands. So I really, really do love you. I hope you all take care of yourselves and I will talk to you next time. And I promise the next episode won't be anything like this one. So fingers crossed. I love you. Goodbye. Thank, Thank you for you. listening to Death Metal Disco. Disco.